Now, the F1 Report with Pierre Hood. Brought to you by Mercedes-Benz West Island. 4525 St. Jean in DDO. The address of excellence. At exactly 822, we'll start by talking racing with Pierre Hood this morning, and then it's the return of hockey. Good morning, Pierre. Hi, good morning, Terry. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. Let's start by correcting my mistake. It's not the end of the F1 season. Yeah, well, actually, uh, no, it's, <laughs> there's still a long way to go, Terry. This is, uh, this is an amazingly long season yeah. with 21 Grand Prix, and uh, believe it or not, we are um, into the last third of September, and we still have six races to go. This is amazing, wow. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, as uh, Walter pointed out in the Gazette on Saturday, the teams don't like the long season, do they, Pierre? Well, it's, it's, it's a bit of a tough uh, logistic uh, for the, the teams because they, they not only have to work on the ground and, and then ooh, all the crazy logistics of, uh, of getting from one venue to another, uh, but there's also, also a lot of work done at the factory. Yeah. And uh, it's a whole lot of people working on one, on one <laughs> clear-cut objective trying to do the, the best job they can but uh, on on such a long span it's uh, it, it's tough but then again this is the the modern reality uh the, the global world the global yeah. approach to uh, any sport and uh, i guess that uh, teams will have will have to adapt to those long uh, seasons uh, that we've seen the last couple of years walter also speculated in his column on the weekend i don't know if you saw it pierre that the uh, change in ownership could put the Montreal race in jeopardy. Do you agree with that? Well, yes and no. Yes and no, because uh, I think that uh, the um, the other side of the uh, the equation, Terry, is the fact that uh, Formula One on could become a little bit more North American, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right uh, now, the uh, the rumor also, or, or the 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 pressure will probably be that uh, the United States have to uh, to enhance or F1 have to enhance. Uh, its presence in the United States. Uh, some people say, why not a second Grand Prix? There used to be a U.S. East and a U.S. West <laughs> Grand Prix right. uh, in the past. But you know what? It's already hard to get one venue going steadily in the United States, so they should secure one race to start with right. and then see if there's, if there's room for a second race in the United States. So I think that if, if Montreal struggles would be on this on its own turf not necessarily related to liberty media taking over the uh the control of formula one all right uh let's talk about the race now uh, you said a very exciting race this weekend yeah and you know what terry that's good news because it's the longest race of the year we yeah. always go almost to the two-hour limit uh in singapore and uh yeah this uh, this uh, this happened to be a thriller uh, on many fronts. First of all, there was an accident right at the start, so uh, things uh, got a little bit messy at the start. Nico Hülkenberg was uh, was out, but uh, the the main thing we have to focus on is a is, is a well deserved uh, weekend, perfect result for Nico Rosberg. And you know what, Terry, Toto Wolff, uh, one of the well, I mean the big boss on the field for for Mercedes said that it could have been Nico Rosberg's best performance in his career Wow! all weekend. This is quite a tribute, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, yeah. uh, and Nico actually was imperial. And, and sometimes you see Nico Rosberg beating Lewis Hamilton for reason A, reason B, <laughs> reason C. Well, his, his win this weekend, coming at his 200th start in his career, was actually a dominant performance, up to a point 
where Lewis Hamilton was all praises on Nico Rosberg on the podium uh, interview afterwards. So it just says how much uh, Nico Rosberg was uh, was great all weekend long. Now, why was it such a thriller, Terry? It's because Red Bull had a very bold and daring three-stop strategy that they decided to sort of quote-unquote improvise uh, in the latter stage of the race. And with a softer compound, with a fresh set of, uh, of tires, well, uh, Daniel Ricciardo was able to catch up by more than two seconds a lap on Nico Rosberg. And Rosberg couldn't come in because it was too late for him to adapt right. to the strategy. So the, the gap at the end of the race was below half a second. Wow. <laughs> well, you predicted it would be a, a good track for uh, that team, eh? It was a good, yeah, yeah and it turned Red out to Bull. be okay. Yeah. Uh, it turned out to be another one of those messy starts for Max Verstappen, so yeah. a bit of a disappointment for young Verstappen uh, on that front. But I guess that, um, I guess that as much as Rosberg was untouchable this weekend, Red Bull and Daniel Ricciardo, their veteran driver, made, uh, made incredible uh, efforts uh, to to get on the first step of the podium, they missed it by half a second, Terry, or maybe by one lap. Wow. One more lap, wow. and maybe Ricardo would have been able to to overtake. I have to ask you about this. Posted online this morning on motorsport.com is a picture, a very scary picture, actually, of a marshal running for his life yeah. as cars approach him uh, after the restart. What happened there, Pierre? Well, actually, FIA published a, a statement on that, Terry, and you're absolutely right. It was a scary moment. Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a, well, not a bit, a huge miscommunication uh, mainly uh, the responsibility comes from race control because you know you've got the uh, you've got uh, you've got various level of um, of management during a race first and foremost there's race control race control actually has the, the authority and has all the resources to know what's going on on the track and uh, then you've got uh, the FIA um, the FIA uh, officials that actually supervised the whole thing. So there was one miscommunication on the track clear, quote-unquote, signal, and that has to be given by race control. And because of that, the race was launched, but the race, uh, the, the uh, track clear uh, information was not given properly. So Boy. it's a very, very serious uh, uh, miscue, yeah. and I'm sure that there will be a lot of heavy discussions uh, in, the, uh, in the weeks to come to correct the situation because you just cannot mess with the safety of those track marshals that uh, already are at risk yeah. when doing this job uh, as volunteers, by the way. Pretty hard to run out of the way of cars going that speed. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but the other funny moment that I don't know if you saw, Terry, was this giant lizard no. that actually crossed the track. <laughs> I didn't see that. Wow. <laughs> With a death wish. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? It was Max Verstappen driving his car. Yeah. And, and he, he's 18-year-old, right? Yeah. And he goes with his deep voice, hey... There's a giant lizard crossing the track. <laughs> <laughs> he was coming at about 280 kilometers an hour. And uh, so we have we have the groundhogs here in Montreal. Yeah. They got the giant lizards over there. Where do we go next, Pierre? Uh, well, in, in a couple of weeks, we're still in the sauna of uh, Malaysia this time. But at least in Malaysia, there are two long straights where the drivers can cool off a little bit. It was still about... A humidex of 50 degrees in the cockpit uh, last night when the drivers ended up at that Grand Prix. So uh, they still have a, a huge challenge in a couple of weeks. Wow. All right. It's uh, time to talk hockey.